This is an ABC podcast. Ah, beautiful, peaceful nature. The serenity. No distractions. Just the great outdoors and the perfect camping trip with my perfect friend, Molly. My perfect friend, Molly. Oh, soz babe. I was just texting. What's What's happening? Molly, come on. You invited me on this camping trip. Let's switch off and appreciate nature. Put that phone down. Uh, this isn't just a phone. It's my Smart Pocket Pro, one of the best smartphones ever made. Sure, but can't we just enjoy the serenity? Really engage with one another? You know, have a real life... Oh, you're playing Candy Castles, aren't you? Huh? Winner! Oh, sorry, yeah, new high score, baby! Seriously, Molly? You know what? I'm sick of this. My smartphone is going on flight mode. And you should put yours away too. We are on a beautiful camping trip. What? And miss what's happening with my friends back home. Or miss connecting with global conversations like this one. Who wore it better? The Jonas Brothers or Scooby-Doo? That's a tough one. That is an important conversation. Both are hot. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah, smartphones are powerful supercomputers that fit into your pocket. They are incredible. But don't let it take control of you or distract you from living a good life. Come on, Carl. Smartphones are incredible. Literally magic wands that let us search for anything, connect with anyone, play amazing games. I don't know if I'd call it a literal magic wand, then. That was a magic wand app I just downloaded to further demonstrate my point. These devices can do so many amazing things. No need to diss them, hater. Well, today on Short and Curly, the ethical conundrums of owning a smartphone. Is there a hidden cost to owning the coolest new tech? Hello, and today you're listening to... Short, you're listening to Short and Curly. And Curly. Yay! Short and Curly! Curly, 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 Curly. Okay, time for a campfire sing-along, Molly. Let me just tune my banjo. Oh, why bother? I'll just play music from my phone. Fine. Well, at least I can still light the fire. The heart of every campsite. A few sticks over here and some leaves. Oh, don't worry about it. I've got an app for that too. Check it out. Cozy Campfire. Looks like we're by a real cozy fire now. Oh. Gosh, it does look really cozy. But you know, a real fire would be way better, partly because we can use it to cook dinner. The doy. Oh, don't worry. I already ordered some food online with a delivery app. It'll be here in 26 minutes. Well, then I guess we don't need a fire, but there are some other ways we can warm up. How about a quick warm up thinking question? Oh, sick. Yeah, feel free to hit pause to chat about this one. Or to take a moment to think it through without any smartphone distractions. It might seem obvious to everyone, except Carl, but our first question is, what is it about owning a smartphone that is so exciting? Hit pause now. I reckon the happy campers from our Brains Trust might have a few answers to that one. We asked them about their experiences getting their first smartphone or if they're looking forward to getting one. 
I got a smartphone probably about two years ago. It's changed my life a lot. Like every time when I go home, I'm on it, I'm texting my friends. I don't really need a phone because unless you like catch the bus or walk home or something, you don't really need one. My sister has one, but that's only because she worries sometimes and she needs to call my mum to see like when she's going to pick us up and whatnot. I would want a smartphone because my friends do have one, a couple of them. I would love to be able to call them and text them. It would, it would be nice and I could get games to play too. No, I don't want one because some people that I see, they're really drawn to it and like I'd want to play with them or something and they'd just be sitting in their room all mushroomed up with their phone like under a blanket on TikTok, messaging their friends and I'd want to play a board game or something. Yes, another high score. Carl, I love candy koala castles. Have you ever played? Uh, no, my smartphone's pretty old, so it doesn't run the new games. Wait, for real? Let me see. Yeah, it does email and connects to the internet, but none of the fancy new stuff. Whoa, it doesn't even have a front-facing camera. <gasps> you should totally get the new Smart Pocket Pro Extra. It's even better than my Smart Pocket Pro. Come on, Molly, can't we just enjoy some time away from all that technology? Why did you even invite me to come camping with you? I mean, we aren't really camping, camping. Wait, what do you mean? Okay, Carl, I know you brought literally all your camping stuff, but look around you. Where are we? What? What? We're in the city, on the footpath. Yeah, we are. We're camping, as in camping outside a shop, for me to get the new Smart Pocket Pro Extra, with two X's, when it comes out tomorrow. How did I not notice where I was? It's okay, Carl. You're very suggestible and you have a very active imagination. Guilty. Anyway, Carl, you should totally get a new phone. You're missing out on so much great stuff. I don't know. They seem to be all about distracting you from real life. Uh... Molly, are you, are you playing that game again? Yeah, I've almost destroyed the Koala King. Your candy castle is mine. So, Carl, are you going to get the new Smart Pocket as well? I mean, I get they're cool and useful and fun, but I do wonder whether these little pocket rockets are also a bit ethically dubious. Oh, hang on, I just got a message. <gasps> Oh, Matt's sharing his location with me, but why would he... Oh, he's five blocks away. Oh, now he's four blocks away. Now he's three blocks away. He's moving fast. Now he's two blocks? Oh, he stopped. I think he tripped. Sit, get up, Matt. You're okay. All right, now he's one block. And now he's... <sighs> Ethics and smartphone. <gasps> okay, give me a sec. Gosh, you, you never cease to amaze me, Matt. How did you know we were talking about ethics? Oh, that was easy. Molly was live-tweeting your whole conversation. Thanks for following. Hashtag blessed. Yeah, she was basically just staring at her phone through the entire conversation. Uh-huh. That's because that's 
exactly what the phone wants her to do. Most of the apps on our phone are designed to suck up as much of our attention as possible. Think of all the apps on your phone like a little supermarket and your attention as money. Each app wants you to spend as much of your attention on them as possible. No way. I'm in control of what apps I choose to use and when I use them. <laughs> My phone doesn't control me. Hey, what was that? Uh, a notification for Candy Koala Castles. Cool. Do me a favour. Don't check it. <laughs> Fine. Easy. I can do that. It's not. Huh, I mean, it could be an emergency. What if I lose my high score and I don't defeat the Koala King? Oh, I need to check! What is wrong with her? Nothing. She's just got a human brain. How dare you? <laughs> and this phone and all these apps have been specially built to target our brain's weak spots. For example, our curiosity and our fear of missing out. So we get a notification that tells us something has happened, but not what has happened. Oh, new likes on my post. Wonder how many. So we open the app. Oh my God, that's funny. Oh my God, that's funny. And while we're there, we scroll to see what's going on. And then... <gasps> new video. And boom, you're... <laughs> completely distracted. Huh? What? Distracted? No. That phone is evil. It's addictive. It's like a vampire sucking up all your attention. A phone can't be evil, Carl. Besides, what's the big deal? I get distracted by something cool, fun and interesting that makes my life better. If it's a bit addictive, so what? It's not like it's ruining my life. It's true that not all addictions are the same. Some are worse than others. Being addicted to a silly app isn't the worst thing in the world. Plus, some apps like video streaming or games you can use to learn a new language aren't just fun, but teach you stuff too. The problem isn't really that you're spending a lot of time on the app. Well, what is the problem? The problem is that you often choose playing the game when you don't really want to. Like when you've got a lot of homework to do. Sometimes switching off from a game means missing out on a bonus or losing your streak sending pictures to a friend. They suck you in, even though those bonuses and streaks don't actually mean anything. I mean, that sounds a bit familiar. See, Molly, you have a problem. The problem here is that even though it feels like you want to use the phone, that desire has been put there by the people who designed the app. Everything in that phone is working to keep your eyes on the screen. No, I've definitely got it under control. Thank you, though, Matt. And hey, want to stay out camping with us? Uh, I'm more of a camp next to the waterfalls in nature kind of guy. I think I have a waterfall app here somewhere. Oh, he's gone. Now, where is my compass? I was hoping to pitch our tent facing due north so we can get some nice morning sun here. Just use the compass app. Actually, give me back the phone. I want to keep playing Candy Koala Castle. Molly, you are an addict. Hey, cool chat, Carl, but my other friends are doing a group hangout using this new social app. It's called Fun Faces, like fun faces, but fun face us. Do you, like for us, do you, do you get it? Anyway, you can play virtual reality charades on it. Oh, oh, 
Cool, yeah. Um, I heard it's great, but I don't have a front-facing camera on my phone, so, you know. Sorry, sorry, I gotta go. Go, Molly! Hey, gang! Oh, look at you all! I love it! Well, we could have played charades. I've been practising all week. Even though everyone said it's weird to practice charades, Carl. But you know what? At least I get some peace and quiet now for some thinking. Some fine serenity, nothing but the stars above. Ah, oh yeah, I forgot. I'm still in the city. Well, I guess we can all pause for a thinking question anyway. And our question is... Lots of smartphone apps and games are fun and interesting, but they can also suck up your attention. How would you work out whether you were just enjoying an app or if you'd lost control? Hit pause now. that Carl but seriously that fun faces app is super cool I hate that phones distract you with all these little fake social interactions so you can't just have a real conversation anymore hey hang on that wasn't a fake interaction but can't you see it's rude to ignore your friend who is right there next to you ready to play charades just to talk to other people on an app somewhere What did you want me to do, Carl? Just ditch them. We planned this group chat days ago. Oh, hang on. Matt just texted us. It's like 100 of those shocked face emojis. Wait a second. Is that... steam? Rising from the gutter grate over there? Oh, wait, it's opening! Is that you, Matt? Are you having another ethical debate? What were you doing down there? I thought I saw a $5 note, but it was just a chip wrapper. Still, I put it in the bin, so saving the dolphins, I guess. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. Hey, Matt, speaking of dolphins, are phones making people antisocial? Molly just spent an hour ignoring me on our special camping trip to talk to her other friends. Well, if she was talking to friends, that doesn't seem very antisocial, does it? Well, I guess not. But what about me, little Carly baby? One of the best things about smartphones is that there are almost limitless ways to stay connected to people or even meet new people. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. We can message them, do video calls, record messages and send them. But this creates a challenge for us. When we can talk to anyone, who do we choose to talk to? Here's a way to flip your question, Carl. Imagine if Molly had ignored her phone for an hour and just chatted to you. Wouldn't that mean that she was ignoring all of the people who were trying to talk to her on her phone? The way I see it is she is ignoring someone who is having a chat with her face to face and she keeps ignoring me every time her phone beeps and pings. She's making a choice to tune me out. Think about all the apps you use to communicate. You might get a notification saying you've received a new message. You open it up and it says, seen. So now you know that your friend knows that you've seen it. So you write back and then your friend gets a notification saying that you've replied. And so they open it and it gets seen. So they have to write back. And eventually you might be replying, not because you want to, but because you feel like you have to. Okay, I have to admit that happens a lot. And that's the addictive thing again. 
It's not about you choosing to have a quality chat on your phone. It's getting caught up in the way the app was built. Okay, so what can I do about it? Delete the app? Destroy my phone? <laughs> you don't have to do that. But what you can do is take a little bit more control over what you see and when. Most phones have notifications turned on by default. That means they're going to interrupt your life a lot. Try to turn as many of them off as possible. Only keep the ones you really need. That way, at least some of the time, you'll be opening apps because you want to, not because you've been tricked into doing it. Hey, here's one thing I really don't understand. Why? Why what? Why do so many apps try to steal so much of our attention, especially when so many of them are free? Because most of them aren't free. Not really. Some apps have the option for you to make in-app purchases for features that make the app work a bit better or make the game you're playing a bit easier. And then there's the real moneymaker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kidnapping you to harvest your organs. <laughs> what? No, data. The big moneymaker is data. Mm -hmm. This stuff gets really complicated. And to be honest, we'll probably need a whole nother episode to explain it. But basically, lots of apps collect information about you. Not just who you are, but how you behave, places you travel, what you're interested in, stuff like that. Isn't some of that, like, private? Usually. But when you join an app, you agree to the terms and conditions. Often that includes some data collection. But those documents you sign are so long that only like 15% of people actually read them. So lots of people are giving their data away without knowing how it'll be used or how much is being collected. And it can be used in some pretty weird and worrying ways. Okay, thanks, Matt. Yeah, we asked our Brains Trust whether they thought giving all that personal data away was a fair price to pay for having a smartphone. Here's what they said. Giving away personal data, that's not a fair price for having a smartphone. It endangers you and I would feel really uncomfortable if I knew that people like were knowing where I live. My dad, we were talking about stuff that we need and he went onto Facebook Marketplace and the first thing that came up was what we were speaking about, just speaking. He didn't even search it up. And it's scary because they could know your location, what local shops that you go to, what school you go to, and it's very scary. Sharing data is okay with some things, like the COVID-19 app, but I would not like sharing data about myself. I think it's a fair price. When you sign up for a site, you know that your data is going to be shared. You've accepted that your data can be shared to lots of different people. If you want a smartphone, then you shouldn't be afraid of your data getting shared, because it's going to happen. Wait, it's sunrise! <gasps> the store's gonna open any minute! Wow, now that it's lighting up, I didn't realise how enormous this line was. There are so many people here. Which is why we cleverly lined up the night before. So, what are you gonna do, Carl? Are you gonna get the latest smart pocket? We can group chat and do charades anytime you like. Uh, 
Okay, well, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Mm, maybe you listening can help me decide. Let's wrap up today with one final thinking question, which is... Do you think I should get the latest smartphone? And if so, what should I keep in mind to make sure it doesn't take over my life? Hit pause now. If you have any great ideas about that question or any others, feel free to write to us. Just search up the show and click on Write to Short and Curly. Thanks as always to Short and Curly's creator and producer Kyla Slavin and to Jake Morecambe, Justine Kelly and Kelly Reardon from Audio Studios. Mmm, I'm really hungry for some brekkie in my tummy. But while I get out my camping cookware and some snacks, let me just thank our brains trust today. Sienna, Daniel, Elena, Eva, Kaizen and Letitia. Oh, what are you doing? And breakfast's ready, Molly. I love camping. I made eggs and toast for breakfast. You lit a fire on the street. What? I, I wanted it to cook faster. We are going to get cooked, Carl. Us. Molly, use your current phone to call the fire brigade. Oh, no, those flames. It's a fire monster. Why couldn't you have been happy with my virtual campfire app? Safe for everyone. Oh, now I'll never get my new phone. <sighs> the great outdoors, am I right? Oh, oh, hot, 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 hot. This has been an ABC podcast. Check out the ABC Kids Listen app. It's full of educational and entertaining audio programs. What you snacking on there, Carl? Oh, you know, just these delicious and tasty bite-sized episodes of Short and Curly. Yeah, they're new mini audio episodes. You're actually just eating our scripts. Oh, yeah, I guess they're delicious and tasty in other ways. Mm-hmm. They are scrumptious brain food. Short and Curly Bites are our new mini episodes tackling curly questions in record time. We've gathered up some of the questions you've written in to ask us. Plus a few that we've come up with ourselves. To make these little bite-sized episodes to get you thinking, chatting and exploring. So keep an eye on the Short and Curly podcast feed for these bite-sized surprises. Stop eating the scripts, Carl. 